Welcome to your dad me at hello. I am Andy as always. And I'm Mike. And I'm RJ. Why did I have the most feminine voice? I don't know. I felt like I had to do a difference between your voices and oh. yeah. That's how my okay. voice is naturally. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're like, hi, I'm Andy. Um but then hey. I laugh like SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't know if it's just years of hanging out with you, but our, I feel like over the years our voices just get higher in our laughs. Like, yeah. like every year, it's like <laughs> now. <laughs> so, that's it. But hey, it's been a long two weeks. It's been an emotional two weeks. It's been a, a boring two weeks without you, Dab me a hello. But we are here. Uh, we are back, and we are back with a subject that fifty percent of you want to hear about. It is wrestling, and I'm mm. very excited about it. We're going to talk about classic tag teams today. How do you guys feel about it? I'm excited to get back to a wrestling topic. It's been a while. And uh, Andy, what were you just going to say? We haven't done one this whole yeah. season. Three. This so whole season, you're right, yeah. We we wanted to cater more towards the audience, and that meant less wrestling. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know what? We've been, we've been on a wrestling kick. We went to a show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, which is a good time. I think we were what we we're on the floor. That's the first I've ever been. Yeah, on. sixth Six, row, sixth, sixth row. row. That was amazing. It's a lot of fun. And we were like the first row that had like an aisle in front of it. So there mm -hmm. was like which us an aisle and five more rows. So it was pretty sweet. Which we thought was going to be a good thing, and then everybody <laughs> happened to stop and stand there <laughs> in front of us for long periods of time. It seems uh, like a lot of people didn't um, know where their seats were. Yeah. Yes. That's the other yes. thing. Like, if you there was always the somebody show, who was like, I think this is my seat. And you'd be like, no, you are actually on the second level. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere near here. So Not even sure you, how you got to the floor. See, which is weird. When you when you buy tickets to a show, people, mm -hmm. you see the seats <laughs> where you're sitting. So you kind of have a general idea of where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then there's letters mm -hmm. and numbers and you look at those, and there's seats that go along with those letter numbers, just in case anybody goes to a show. At some oh, let, me write life. This, let me let me write this. Yeah, down. take notes because this is letters. It's it's really hard, letters. Andy. I mean, here in Warwick, Rhode Island, uh, they just opened the Apple Cinema, um, and uh, they do assigned seating. And I'm watching all the comments on Facebook. There have been fights breaking out at Apple yeah. Cinema because people buy a seat and then go there, and they're like, "I just want to sit wherever I want to sit." And then they get kicked out of their seat. And there's actually been some fights already at Apple Cinema because people don't realize there's assigned seating that they chose themselves. Yeah, I was going to say you can sit wherever you want to sit because <laughs> you pick where you want to sit. <laughs> I will say one time I went to a show, a wrestling show, and it was like fold up chairs, right? And we were sitting in a seats and then like three other people came. And they're like, you're in our seats. And I was like... Nope, here's my ticket. And then they showed me the same exact ticket and we had the same seats. <laughs> um, so that has happened to me. <laughs> All right. So well, what happened? How did... They just put oh, more okay. chairs okay. and they're like, you guys good here? We're like, whatever. Oh, you guys didn't like hit each other with the chairs? It was a wrestling <laughs> no. show. No, it was all good. 
That was all good. Yeah, you did it wrong. We just laughed at the uh, insanity of it all. Fair enough. Cool. Well, hey, uh, it's been a crazy couple weeks, uh, but we are back. Uh, as Andy said, we we had a wrestling trip. We went up to Boston for that. Uh, had some raising canes chicken. Oh yeah. Uh, even though we promised we wouldn't, uh, but we did. But they did it up right this time. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was really I don't good. like. But everything closed at like six o'clock on the street, so that didn't help because we had like an hour to kill. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so, well, yeah, we uh, were trying to find time. that record shop. We never found that record shop. Mm-hmm. There was that's a sign true. for it on the street, and then there was just like an alleyway, uh, and like and there, was, there was like a guy. There was a guy standing outside. in front of it was who was like, "Stop <laughs> looking at me." Yeah, we point we pointed at him, and he's like, "Me?" And I said, "No, the record store." I said, "He's like, what record store, idiot?" And then he pulled out like, a bunch of records from like his jacket. And he was like, mm-hmm. these records. I said, you were the record store. And he showed me his ID and his name was Record. Last name Store. Uh, <clears throat> I hate everything you're saying. Well, hey, here it is. Classic tag teams. Uh, we, you are seeing any tag team that existed in the 90s or prior. They could have existed in the 2000s as well. But we're going to focus on the 90s and prior. So there are some names on here like the Hardy Boys. Uh, and Edge and Christian that may have made a larger impact in the 2000s, but we are going to base them only on their 90s work. Um, so uh, keep that in mind. There are plenty that didn't make the list as well. Uh, we actually had a couple of comments earlier um, in which uh, none of those teams were on our list. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, which, it's a good list. I mean, again, this all goes back to who we think made the most impact and, and, you know, we watch wrestling at different times as well. So, you know, some of us might not be familiar with certain tag teams and maybe where they worked as well. I think we all kind of watched WWF growing up. Uh, so some of these teams kind of uh, came and went to different territories and different areas. So, so all right. Uh, sorry, we, we've we've been instructed to keep it clean. <laughs> Nana is listening. Uh, Trista also <laughs> says that the 90s classic uh, is classic, so now she needs to go take her centrum silver. All right, you know it sadly is. I apologize. It's, <laughs> it seems so weird that it is, but uh, the nineties was only yeah. ten years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, here we are. Uh, I'm excited. Let's get right into it. The first uh, in the bracket is Demolition uh, versus the British Bulldogs. Oh, uh, Demolition! Like... What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen that you just it was up there the whole time you I was have yelled at me earlier we were, i wasn't looking i was listening to your sorry voice. you were, we were talking about me? the the mysterious record store guy yeah. yeah that's true well demolition uh debuted in 1987 versus the british bulldogs uh who competed throughout the uh 80s uh, and uh maybe into 1990 i think before they broke up mm. uh but what are you guys thinking i don't know i'm thinking this is not fair <laughs> well, I, I, for me, it's easy. I, I was never a Demolition fan. I didn't really know a lot about them. However, they did debut in Springfield, Massachusetts at the Springfield Civic Center. Um, so I thought that was a really cool um, uh, little tidbit. Mm. Uh, and later, even though it was Axe and Smash, uh, Crush uh, ended up right. joining Demolition for a short time too. Brian Adams, uh, who uh, I did enjoy uh, <laughs> later in the Disciples of Apocalypse as well. Um, but I'm going to go with the British Bulldogs. For sure. Uh, man, Dynamite uh, Kid, Davy Boy Smith, they were great wrestlers, way ahead of their time. I'm going to go with the team that I remember the most, and that would be Demolition. Oh, dang. Um, I so it's up to was you now. a huge fan as a kid of Demolition. 
Um, even though they were dressed up in complete bondage gear, I don't understand that. As a child. <laughs> no, Mad Max, Mad Max gear. Oh, sorry. Yeah, total difference there. Um, Big difference. But as as I got older, demolition. And, yeah, <laughs> and I know I was waiting for these these names when we put it out there. To... I just made that up now. Why didn't I comment? That? I don't know. Better than that. that was I'm pretty good. sure one of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I got to go with the British Bulldogs. Uh, on this one. Oh, okay, good. I was a little surprised there. I didn't know if you were going to go with fine uh, demolition. Well, as I said, demolition actually Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, way back in 1987. Um, how many? I think they had what three time. <clears throat> they were three time WWF tag champs. Yeah, uh, they had a lot of great matches with the Hart Foundation. They actually had a big match at SummerSlam '90 um, where they lost uh, to the Hart Foundation in a two out of three falls match. Um, yeah, yeah, they were and they Anything were all over. About demolition? Oh, they came back in NXT UK for a bit for some random reason. Did they? Yeah. What? Wow. Are you yeah. sure about that? I'm wow. Pretty sure. That was yeah. Sasha Banks and <laughs> Alexa Bliss. <laughs> well, I mean, they were there too. So the no, I, I mean, yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, as I said, the original team was was Axe and Smash. Um, they had the original smash was Randy call. I think it was Kali uh, who was wounded mm-hmm. Rex. So he only lasted like a short second because people re- were recognizing who he was. So they got uh, Barry Darso who was Crusher Khrushchev was the repo man, the black Love top the bully, uh, Mr. Hole in one Barry Darso. Like he was like any gimmick that he could be, <laughs> played it perfectly like and people didn't recognize him i think later on they started recognizing him because he had a, a tattoo he had a tattoo yep. um and then bill Eady, who was axe um you know once he i guess he developed like an allergy to shellfish um so he couldn't wrestle as much so that's why they uh, got crush in there and i i liked crush when he came along um i think i Heart have punch. Yeah, I think I have the, the original <laughs> figure of him as well. Um, I think I found it. I think I found the demolition. It was either them or the Rockers. I they actually remember. they used the Freebird rule, uh, in which they actually did uh, shuffle out the members, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they which we'll talk about later with the Freebirds. But um, and the New Day uh, uses it quite a bit over the last couple of years too. But um, that's the rule. And essentially, if you're not a wrestling fan, where three people on a two-person tag team they could cycle through the people so these two could fight you one night the other two you know a, a different person could be in the the next match never so. knew mm. never knew the but, dark hey, well, order I guess before depended the dark on the order. depended on seafood i guess but. <laughs> yes oh. hey next up we have uh, the heart foundation uh, versus Rock and Roll Express. What the hell is going on? <laughs> we have a this lot of good names. The left side of this bracket want? is stacked. This is stacked. It is. I'm going it with is. the hard hey, We keep it Randy, Randy Miser. We keep it that way. I'm just, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just going with Heart Foundation right off the bat. So uh, we got to talk a little bit about this because I forgot later that there are basically three big iterations of the Heart Foundation. So I'm including kind of everything they did regardless no, of who you it was. I know with... Brett and Jim are the first. But I am going with the Hart family later but, in 1997. Yeah, but that was um, <clears throat> that was a um, a stable. Like we're talking about tag. Yes, team, but like, they still the had tag teams in it. You had you had oh, you had Owen and the Bulldog. You had Owen and Jim. They all not, they all. I'm, had go, I'm going Brett the Hart Foundation. I'm going Brett and Jim. Brett and Jim. I'm not OG. anybody else. OG. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going with the Heart Foundation. All of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, then Andy doesn't get to pick. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think this is a scenario of us not knowing the Rock and Roll Express as well as the Heart Foundation because they weren't really on WWF TV. They were more right. NWA, AWA, like everywhere else. Jim Crockett. Uh, Jim Crockett promotions. They were um, probably the most popular tag team at that time. Um, especially like them against like the horsemen. Like they were like, yeah, they had a big feud. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically it was to the point where the police had to be at their homes because people would be at their house. Like, that's, ins- that's insanity. Um, and basically, you know, anytime that they would need time off, like Jim Crockett would be like, no, because they would lose so much money without them being there. Um, oh, man. They won the Jim Crockett promotion, the NWA World Tag Team Championship mm-hmm. four times, the Mid South Wrestling Association Championships three times, uh, two time NWA World Tag Team Champions. Um, 10 times oh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Oh, yeah, they had a huge run to Smoky Mountain. Um, <clears throat> the So Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked them the number four best tag team um, during what they call the PWI year, so years that they covered wrestling. So uh, Inducted into the Hall of Fame in uh, 2017 by Jim Cornette. Yes, as well. and, and they won wrestling. Tag Team of the Year in 1986. Yeah, and they're still wrestling. Like, still, like highly touted as a good tag team like other tag teams want to face them all the time uh, ftr just went against them um at an indie mm, promotion yep. like so huge mm. huge legacy and they've made appearances in AEW too as well yeah i mean so many teams have emulated them like the hardy boys you know like mm. speaking you know, of next up is a dream <laughs> match what do we got? Uh, that I wish I could have seen the Rockers versus the Hardy Boys. Hmm. This is a big one. The Rockers were pretty much known for uh, changing uh, tag team wrestling in, in the early uh, in the late eighties and early nineties. Not to mention, they're responsible for one of the biggest moments uh, in uh, wrestling history with the Barber Shop, uh, which is the yeah. end of uh, the Rockers. But uh, I'm going to go with the Rockers on this, and I. I I love the Hardy Boys, and I, I we need to remind the audience that the Hardy Boys really didn't do much uh, in 98 and 99. They had the Terry Invitational, um, but it wasn't until 2000 they started doing a bunch of TLC matches. Uh, I think they, they ranked pretty high uh, in our in our first tag team uh, episode, uh, they won. but in this one, the Rockers. <laughs> I believe they won. Now, I don't know if this is Kevin voting for the Hardy Boys or is he telling us to really think about our decision here? Yes. Boys. 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 (laughs) Those rocker boys. (laughs) What do you got, Andy? Um, I'm going to agree with RJ here based on the Hardy Boys had a more significant run in the 2000s. Yeah, the rockers were absolutely huge. You know, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. you know, and then they tried to reboot it uh, with Liv Cassidy later. Uh, oh, you know, gosh, Al, so Al Snow um, <laughs> as the new rockers. Uh, the but that new didn't, rockers. The new rockers. That didn't really catch on. But, 
yeah that that feud um back in the early 90s was one of my fondest wrestling memories and like you were saying rj getting getting kicked through the uh barbershop window was like back then that was that was not something you would see very often um yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was awesome Wait, as far as the Hardy Boys, the reason why I think we we voted them out, they didn't really accomplish much in 98, 99. They fought with the the Brood for a little while in the beginning. They fought over the services of Terry Runnels as their manager in one of the best ladder matches of all time at No Mercy 99. Um, they also, um, uh, their their first big tag team win was over Kai and Ty uh, on Sunday Night Heat, <laughs> uh, if that tells you anything. Um, not, that probably was a great match, though. It, it, was, it wasn't Taka, though. It wasn't Taka. It was Men's it Teo and, and, oh, and Funaki. Yeah. 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 Which Men's Teo was pretty cool, too. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that late 99 is when they really started picking up steam. Um, and then 2000. Explosion. Yeah. <laughs> Still doing that. Wait, wait, wait. My brother's getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for people who are wondering what in the world that is, Jeff Hardy uh, returned uh, just recently to AEW while his brother was being beat up in the ring. He decided to dance on the way down to the ring as, as his brother was getting beat to death uh, in the ring. And then ran out of breath after doing two moves. And then the segment ended. To be fair, I, I run out of breath after two moves, too. Getting up out of bed and walking down the stairs. Yeah. Two moves. Left leg, right leg. All right, well, hey, uh, next up. We've got the Rock and Sock Connection versus the New Age oh. Outlaws. Man, this is a tough one for me, as you can tell by my name. Uh, Billy Gunn, man, that dude is in shape and has always been in shape. That yeah. dude, when he's in AEW, he's bigger than every guy in AEW right now. Yeah, when, uh, yeah. I, I think I had turned to Andy and I was like, is he really that tall or is everyone else really you, short? You forget two things. <laughs> AEW has small wrestlers, but on top of that, Billy Gunn was a big dude. Yeah. I mean, Billy Gunn was huge. And the reason he wasn't really successful uh, independently is because Billy Gunn had asthma. And so he, they put him in a tag team because he didn't need to be in the ring as much. But when he did a singles run against The Rock, um, he couldn't keep up. Uh, he just he, he would run out of breath within five minutes of being in the ring. So uh, you'll notice that, that his best stuff was in DX and in, in New Age Outlaws because he simply couldn't breathe on his own. He should uh, have sadly. changed his uh, entrance music to, I've got asthma. <laughs> everyone would have forgave him uh if you don't remember rock and sock was the uh tag team of the rock and mick foley or mankind uh that happened in 99 and 2000 so again we're kind of cut in half here um pretty much at the end of 98 99 and then into 2000 which we're not really going to count but um that was more of a of a a uh, put together, uh, which worked sometimes, right? Cesaro and Sheamus yeah. were put together later uh, in the 2000s, random. and that ended up working by Mick Foley, by the way. Um, but I'm going to go with the New Age Outlaws for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same. All right. Well, that was easy yep. enough. No, nothing um, to say about Rock and Sock. No. First uh, off, New Age Outlaws <laughs> no. is, is they have they have two people that are so good: Jesse James, yeah. Billy Gunn. They were great on their own, even though they didn't have great gimmicks, um, other than the smoking guns, which was pretty sweet. Um, but Road Dog is also known for singing Jeff Jarrett's old theme song, uh, with my baby tonight. It's a great song. <laughs> I still listen to that now. And he says other things I mean, that we can't say live on this show. I mean, well, you didn't know let's Oh, I know. Let's talk about rock and sock because I feel bad because like after this, like no one ever remembered either one of these guys. Uh, it's really, it's, really <laughs> yeah. 
who who uh, um the uh, Nick Nick Rock? Foley and <laughs> I mean Dwayne was in that movie about like uh I don't know what was it Jumanji or something like that mm, uh, yeah mm. um yeah Man, so to- totally thrown together this was <laughs> I didn't watch wrestling at this point this is when I was I kind of stopped so. RJ, I think you have probably more to say about this this era. I, I kind of had to go back and watch it. And it was it was interesting. Um, it's yeah, great. I, don't get me wrong. I voted for the New Age Outlaws, but Rock and Sock Connection was gold. First off, Rock and Sock had the highest rated uh, hour of TV of all time for wrestling uh, when he did the This Is Your Life for The Rock. Uh, they received a rating of an 8.4. Wrestling Dang. these days is is lucky to get a two, and they had an eight point four in that hour, um, in which they did that. This is your life. If you're lo- wondering what I'm talking about, look up The Rock. This is your life. It's hilarious. Mankind brings back The Rock's ex girlfriends and gym teachers, and just it's hilarious <laughs> stuff. Um, and at the time, it was a com- it was definitely a comedian duo for sure, um, and it was it was great. Yeah, and if anyone's wondering why it's called Rock and Sock when the other guy's name is Mick Foley, it's because he had a <laughs> Mr. Socko. So this is how ridiculous wrestling was back Mr. then. Mr. Socko. He would just pull out a dirty sock that had a face on it, and he would from his underpants. Yeah, from his from underpants. his pants, from the front and, of his pants, and he and would had a face on it. he would stick it in some, his his opponent's mouths. Wrestling's <laughs> wrestling right, well, hey. very serious. Next up, we've got the Outsiders versus the Dudley Boys. Ooh. The Outsiders versus the Dudley Boys. Now, this is tough because the Outsiders changed wrestling as it is. And the Dudley Boys did a lot of amazing things, mainly in ECW uh, in the 90s. They did. But I'm I'm going to have to go with the Outsiders. The Outsiders are two of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Sadly, uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall passed away just this past year. Um, but yeah, the Outsiders for me too. Uh, yeah. I actually am not a Dudley's fan. Uh, uh, I like them. I respect them. The uh, they've that. done a lot of things, but uh, I, I would not choose. I would have gone with the Dudley boys. Being a, an ECW fan myself, um, I do agree that the outsiders change i mean they they helped change wrestling let's not talk about it yet let's not talk about it yet i'll say helped because (laughs) we don't talk about outsiders (laughs) don't even my kid is now singing in the other room thank you (laughs) the dudleys Um, they won the ecw tag team titles eight times um and you're like oh so what it's ecw but ecw had a huge tag team division, mm-hmm. RVD and Sabu, the Eliminators, the Gangsters, uh, even Axel, um, Rotten, and, and Balls Mahoney. Like there were good teams there, um, and they would uh, they were main eventers. Bubba on the mic drew what they call heat, uh, where almost <laughs> damn near riots would be happening because he would insult people. Um, a lot of things that you cannot say. Um, without someone wanting to fight you, uh, for sure, <laughs> things that are just not socially acceptable. Um, and he just kind of pushed those buttons of people. Um, and that's because of their notoriety there. They ended up going to WWF in '99 and exploded. Like a lot of ECW acts at that time, mm-hmm. you go to WWF or WCW, like 
you were pushed down on the card, not the Dudleys. Like they yeah. immediately made an impact. And then obviously the big matches against you know, the Hardys and Edge and Christian and all that, where they. And they, the old ladies they put through tables. And old ladies they put through <laughs> Old ladies they put through tables. Yeah, we talked more in length about Edge and Christian, the Hardys, and the Dudleys in our last tag team episode. Check that out in the archives. I think it's in season one, possibly, uh, maybe season two. It's like episode um, 20 or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, uh, there it is. Moving on, we've got the Steiners versus the Fabulous Freebirds. Mm. This is tough because I didn't watch when the Freebirds were around, but the Freebirds, I mean, they were iconic. Um, really, really good. I mean, the Steiners are good too. I grew to hate Scott Steiner uh, over the years once he did his own thing, but like the Steiner brothers were cool. Um, but I mean, the Freebirds, uh, known, uh, what is it, Hayes, mm-hmm. Roberts, Gordy, mm-hmm. uh, and Garvin, maybe. Um, but Michael P.S. Yeah. Hayes, man, okay. that, that dude yeah, Michael Hayes. That dude is still doing his thing. Still I around. Think he's actually a trainer for, uh, or a promoter or a producer for WWE. Yeah, he's backstage. Uh, uh, I am going to go with the Steiners, however, for, for me. Wow, you did that. You did that thing. You said you all those good things. Yeah. And then you pick the other one. Well, I mean, <laughs> I watched more of the Steiners than I did the Freebirds. I did as well. I did. As I well. mean, the Freebirds, what, 1980s? Maybe a little bit into the 1990s. Mm. Uh, actually, 1979. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Steiners were WCW, and I watched WCW during the Raw commercials. And uh, <laughs> they were pretty much all of 1990. That's right. The Monday Night Wars. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going with the Steiners as well. Oh, yeah, okay. I, pr- I probably would have chosen the Steiners also. Only be, I, I'm more familiar with them as well. I mean, we might we might get in trouble here because you know the Freebirds uh, yeah. are responsible for for really really good wrestling. They're the Freebird rule as well. Um, you know, sadly, I think a bunch of them died. Gordy uh, died in 2001. Mm-hmm. Roberts died uh, in 2012. Uh, Armstrong died in 2012 as well um so hayes and garvin are the only living members yep but they were they were inducted into both the professional wrestling hall of fame in 2015 the wwe hall of fame in 2016 um you know so they definitely have their fingerprint on the business uh like you were saying michael hayes still going yeah yeah um they kind of transformed a lot of wrestling uh, tag team wrestling at that point like they had their own theme music which michael hayes recorded um if you listen to it so bad street usa you actually hear a young uh, jim ross on there as well um they had the free bird rule where any two members could defend that title or, or have a match and you never knew who you're going up against and each each team you know um in their own right was was good um the other thing about them too if you've ever watched their matches against the Von Erichs in world-class championship wrestling. The crowds there were some of the biggest crowds that you've ever seen. Uh, one of the most vocal crowds. They loved the Von Erichs um, and absolutely despised um, the Fabulous Freebirds. However, the women loved the Fabulous Freebirds. Uh, you know, they had great hair. They had haze, great hair. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, Terry Bam Bam Gordy would just beat you up. Um, Roberts would be kind of like the guy who would just sell 
you know, his butt off and then, you know, he's just, you know, he's, he's the smooth, the smooth guy. Smooth so. talker. And they won the title so many times. Um, yeah. And they were also in um, that movie <laughs> Highlander, too. That's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. I love Highlander. Well, there can only next be up. Just like the end We've of our brackets. Edge and Christian versus Harlem Heat. Ooh. I think this is another time where Edge and Christian would have won <clears throat> if it was the 2000s. But uh, I'm going to go with Harlem Heat in this one. Uh, Seven-time WCW World Television Champion. Ten-time World Tag Team Champion. Uh, also Tag Team of the Year in 95 and 96. Harlem Heat. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it. we... Yeah, I think we handicapped Edge and Christian here. Yeah, I I would have definitely chosen. I mean, Harlem don't get me well. wrong. Edge and Christian did some really cool stuff um, in the beginning. They were portrayed as brothers originally uh, in The Brood. Uh, they fought against the Hardys in '99 um, uh, with um, the Terry Invitational, um, and so just they did. But it was a cool storyline at the time. But. Edge and Christian were a tag team well before the WWF. So Edge was known as Sexton Hardcastle, and Christian was <laughs> Christian Cage, which is his name now. That's his name now, yeah. They went as High Impact, Suicide Blondes, Revolution X, Hard Impact, and the Canadian Rockers. <laughs> so I'm glad nice. they just stuck with Edge and Christian when they went to yeah, WWF. Yeah, nice and simple. Oh, and they were part of a of a faction called Thug Life in 1997. What? Yes, you can't be from Canada and be in a group called Thug Life. So, <laughs> also, also in this stable was Joey Legend, which he ended up going to WWF as Just Joe. Um, Rhino <laughs> was in there Joe. as well, and then Martin Kane, aka Test, was in there as well. Oh, Test! Um, so a lot of big names came Test. out of that. And if you're like, oh, Just Joe's not a big name, he actually was uh, outside the WWF. He was actually a really big independent um, and internationally known. So, and uh, let's not forget, we had a member of the Brood on the show around this time last yes. year. Yes, that's uh, true. Gangrel. Gangrel was on. Yeah. He he gave a, a happy birthday to Andy. Mm. He does. Yeah, he doesn't know he was on the show, but uh, we welcomed his presence. <laughs> we probably. Anyways. We probably would have had to pay for the higher video plan <laughs> for that one. Uh, so he was not on the show at all. Um, That's right. But yeah, no, Edge and Christian are actually still going strong today. If not, maybe in uh, Edge in, in his prime right now, uh, doing his thing over on WWE mm -hmm. TV. And then uh, Christian doing his thing on AEW. It's really cool to see both of them uh, still doing their thing. Yeah, Christian's and, uh, still wrestling, but uh, 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 almost in a like a mentor kind of role now. Yeah, yeah, but he's still putting on good matches. He's oh, absolutely. His matches in AEW have been pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, well, lastly, we have the Road Warriors versus the Nasty Boys. Road I, Warriors and the Nasty Boys. I love both of these, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, the Road Warriors. Yeah, It's the Road Warriors. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Road Warriors it is. So let's talk a little bit about the Nasty Boys. Nasty Boys. They nasty. Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags. Um, yeah, there were a couple of punks wearing some, wearing some torn up jean shorts and some sporting some nasty mullets and they would just do some hardcore wrestling, just beat you up. They were the nasty they had boys. The, they had the ripped up tank tops and like yeah. tight, tight spandex pants. 
um, and they would stick your face in their armpit. Yep. They would welcome you to Pittsville. Uh, <laughs> so they they kind of went all over the place too. They were in AWA originally. They went to WWF for a few years, managed by Jimmy Hart, where they won the championship. Then they went to WCW, where they won the uh, tag team titles three times. So uh, they were kind of all over the place. Yeah, a lot of hardcore matches. There was nothing pretty about what they did. They just beat the crap no. out of you. Yeah, and they were they were known for being stiff wrestlers. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know what that means, um, yeah, please, instead please of pulling their punches, they would just punch the other guys they were wrestling. Um, they would also prank people backstage and would legitimately instigate fights behind behind the scenes. Um, and there would be actual fighting backstage. So uh, they they lived their characters, we'll say. They did win Tag Team of the Year back in 1994 from PWI as well. Um, but uh, that's it about them. Moving on. We've got the British Bulldogs versus the Heart Foundation. Mm. Wow, I didn't put that together. Um, British Bulldogs and the Heart Foundation. For me, easy. Heart Foundation all the way. Andy looks torn, so I'm going to let Andy pick. You can right. you can pass the heat on to me if you have to. All right, I'll pass the heat on to you because I'm going with the Bulldogs. Mm. All right, Heart Foundation, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have so much to say about the Heart Foundation, but uh, the Bulldogs, um, Davey Boy Smith, who obviously went on to be a part of a couple of iterations of the Heart Foundation, um, but uh, British Bulldogs, man, they were a great tag team. Uh, both men, sadly, uh, did pass away. Mm -hmm. uh, prematurely um but uh i'm trying to think of like some of the yeah. major major matches they had they wrestled valentine and Foundation quite a bit yeah a, bun a bunch with the heart foundation yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh there you go i mean um tag champs wwf one time yeah i you know they were with yeah. wwf for like only like four years they had that dog matilda with them as two oh, yeah um, forgot yeah. about that yeah, they used to put it on um, a pedestal at some point, right? I feel like they used to like something like put that, it in the yeah. corner. So PWI ranked them number five at best tag team of all time. That's Pro Wrestling Insider for anyone that's not in the know. No, Illustrated, Illustrated. <laughs> Someone's um, not in the know. <laughs> so they, I, I was they also they also had a lot of uh, oh, big rapping. They, they were huge in Japan. <laughs> Uh, which is, you know, I've watched a majority of the matches that I've watched of them has been in, in Japan. Um, you know, Tom Billington, a.k.a. Dynamite Kid, everybody wanted to be him. He had, he was very influential on the style that you even see now uh, amongst wrestlers, very high flying. He had these matches against Tiger Mask that revolutionized uh, junior heavyweight champion, uh, junior heavyweight wrestling. Um, you saw a lot of wrestlers kind of emulated him like you know like it or not but like chris benoit you know that the hard just hard hitting which ended up taking a toll on his body to the point where yeah. he ended up in a wheelchair um where it's, like if you see him at the end of his run um like why the bulldogs kind of went away is because he just couldn't perform anymore he legit just his body broke down mm -hmm. um which is unfortunate but happen happens to everybody yeah well, it's not true. like that. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> For like some, that. it happens faster than others. Yeah. He's a young guy. But anyway. That was a not performing joke, Andy, but thank you for... 
Uh, all right. Well, hey, the Hart Foundation <laughs> moving on over the Bulldogs. Next up, we have the Rockers versus the New Age Outlaws. Mm. I think we have to kind of look a little bit more in depth about what the Outlaws accomplished before 2000. Uh, I mean, they joined DX. Uh, they were uh, – the, the, the whole point, I think, was on Shotgun Saturday night. Jesse James – uh, walked out to the ring following a loss uh, to uh, Rockabilly, uh, to Flash Funk. Um, and uh, they kind of got together, uh, started doing their thing. Uh, they had that Legion of Doom feud in which they, I think they shaved Hawks, um, uh, Mohawk. Mohawk. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with New Age Outlaws over the Rockers, surprisingly. Hmm. Considering Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time. Mike looks uh, deep in thought. You want me to make it easy and just say uh, New Age Outlaws? Yeah, that's fine. It. New Age Outlaws, that's, yeah. That's fine. I, I, I was going to go with the Rockers just based on them being so influential when they were yeah, when they Innovate. were in their prime. Um, but you could also argue that Shawn Michaels was way bigger after the Rockers. And I kind of feel like, you know, maybe maybe the new age outlaws were just as big separately as they were together. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they both did their thing. I mean, Billy Gunn obviously <clears throat> is still doing his thing with his sons. Uh, road dog was uh, behind the scenes in NXT uh, for years until uh, recently thing as well until recently, <laughs> until recently. Um, but with the rockers tag team of the year in 1989, um, they were responsible for kind of being a really innovative high flying team, which at that time there wasn't many, especially in WWF. Not in the um, mainstream, yeah. Yeah, and, and on top of that, they're responsible for their their breakup being one of the most memorable moments in wrestling history. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid. Yeah. When it, when it happened, and I, it just like blew my mind. I'd never seen anything like that on TV before mm. and in wrestling, like someone get thrown through a glass window. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you're watching as a kid, and you're kind of like, where's the realm of reality here and then when you see something like that you're like oh shoot however that guy went through a window however on the flip side when i got to the age when i stopped watching wrestling it's because of Shawn michaels i know a big why big, why big but why because this was around the age when i started realizing that Having what i was feelings. watching was a little bit was planned right and i mm -hmm. had a um something on vhs a match and i'm watching Shawn michaels and someone like punched him right and he he jumps over the top rope and i was like <laughs> he oversold yeah he oversold, oversold it. it big time yeah. and i kept re rewinding it and you could see him like already like jumping like mid-air before the punch was even thrown and i was like this is all fake and i got like really pissed off <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and i got mad and i was like oh, this pretty boy's jumping over the rope and making it look fake and i got um, what Andy's not telling you is this happened three years ago. He <laughs> yes. was watching just, it was, it was just the other day. It's still real to me, <laughs> dang it. <clears throat> All right. Well, hey, uh, it's, it's as New Age Outlaws. New Age Outlaws have moved on. We've got the Outsiders versus the Steiner brothers. Oh, man. Steiners. Two big WCW uh, outsiders. Outsiders for me. The Steiners did yeah. more than WCW. The Steiners were in WWF, WCW. 
one of the biggest teams in Japan. I, I didn't yeah. say they were just WCW. I said they were mainstays. They were big. That the Steiners are W. They they're known for their run in WCW. Let me just tell you, Pro Wrestling Illustrated named them the number two tag team of all time. The Outsiders like forty. They know a hell of a lot more about wrestling than we do. Um, yeah, you know what? I I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go with. I'm torn. Here's why: the Steiners are better in-ring wrestlers together. Uh, the Outsiders had many more moments uh, in wrestling wrestle rather than other. like how many tag, tag team matches. matches. You what? That's what I'm how saying. I, I I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying the Outsiders are known for their moments. The Steiners are known for their wrestling. Uh, even though the Outsiders are great wrestlers, just they didn't do a lot in WCW together. But remember, part um, of wrestling is the characters. <laughs> I know the Outsiders are yeah, way yeah, better John characters Lawrence. than the Steiner brothers. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the Steiner brothers, basically. <clears throat> yeah, all right. Um, only that because I don't like the Steiners in comparison to the Outsiders. I, I find the Outsiders more entertaining, I find that they changed the landscape of wrestling a whole lot more than the Steiners ever did. Um, but the Steiners were better wrestlers uh, as a team. As a team, Razor Ramon, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, Diesel, way better. Mm -hmm. But uh, but they just yeah. weren't they weren't together. There wasn't as much. Maybe I didn't watch enough WCW at the time. But uh, most NWO matches ended in uh, you know a swerve, bro. It was a swerve, <laughs> like bro. they were shady. It Here's the 300th member of the NWO. <laughs> Hulk Hogan joined like four times. Well, I mean, first off, you got to remember, Hall and Nash left WWF, moved over to, and that was after they yeah. did the whole, what, the... The, the curtain the, call? The curtain call. Yeah. Uh, moved over to uh, to be the Outsiders. Storyline was that they were taken over. It was really cool to see. Um, things obviously went downhill after that with NWO, with how, how long that went, but... They won Tag Team of the Year in 1997. They won the Tag Team Championship six times, one of them with X-Pac or six uh, at the time. So they did mm -hmm. their thing. They were the Wolf Pack when uh, Sean Waltman joined. That's true. All right, last one here. Harlem Heat and the Road Warriors. Harlem Heat and the Road Warriors. I'm going with the Road Warriors. Okay, it's hard because I feel like the Road Warriors for me were huge in WWE and Harlem Heat was huge in WCW, but I watched more WWE at the time, so I think I'm gonna go with you on this one with the Road Warriors. Yeah, it's hard to not choose the Road Warriors here. What Sorry. a rush! What a rush! All I remember from the Road Warriors is WrestleMania 13, it was the Road Warriors and Ahmed Johnson. Uh, Fighting the Nation of Domination, I think, uh, in a Chicago street fight. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. There's a great background story to that, too, where they accidentally took the real fire extinguishers <laughs> instead of the fake ones and almost <laughs> killed three people. I'm like, just yes. blinding them in the in the face. Accidentally. <laughs> well, not to mention they had a team with Ahmed Johnson, one of the lunkiest wrestlers there is, uh, who no one liked. Mm. Um, I mean, I liked him. I thought he was cool at the time, but I didn't know backstage politics at that time. But uh, he was a terrible, terrible uh, wrestler uh, in the background. But but yeah, there yeah, we are, you... Road Warriors. Moving on. What yeah. do you guys think about Harlem Heat? Ahmed oh. Johnson actually became part of the Harlem Heat in WCW. Did he? Oh, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, he was um, <clears throat> Big Big T, I think was his name or something like that. <laughs> it was like 
a very short-lived kind of a thing. Um, I think when um, Stevie Ray was starting to kind of fade out, but Harlem Heat was like, I mean, they were one of the greatest ta- tag teams in WCW yeah. history, bar none. Ten, ten time champions. Ten time champions. That's probably is that the most probably. Uh, I th- yeah, it's a record. Yeah, ten yeah. times. Um, they were probably the greatest tag team in WCW history. I mean, it was either yeah. them or the Steiner brothers, in my opinion. But yeah, the Steiners weren't there very long as a tag team. Uh, in comparison, I think they were there for quite a while. Well, yeah, maybe not in comparison, but they also made it into the Hall of Fame in 2019. Uh, I actually just watched that. Uh, and Booker yeah, T. Booker T. Still around? Not not in a so, wrestling role, but he's still in the biz. Yeah. So Steiners were in WCW from 88 to 92, and then they came back from 96 to 98 in a tag oh, okay. So nice. So yeah, they kind well, of- here we are, guys. We're in the top four. We have the Hart Foundation versus the New Age Outlaws versus the Steiners versus the Road Warriors. Oh, man, this is a good this is a good uh, top four here. This would be a good battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, uh, as always, when we're in the top four, we are in the dad jokes. Here we are. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Shuffling my papers vigorously. What's the score? All right. Well, so hey, Mike. Uh, yeah. What is the score? It's been it's been weeks since we heard that I'm winning. So uh, Mike <laughs> and Andy are tied at 14 points. Oh man. RJ has 17 points. Oh. That's not a good enough lead. I feel like I need to really make it I, happen tonight. I I don't feel great about this week. <laughs> yeah, you said earlier that you don't think you have very good jokes. I think he's swerving us, bro. Yeah, swerve. I think you're trying to. Yeah, you're trying to swerve Strickland us. Sorry, guys. I'm doing my best impression of the uh, who's who's the Vince Russo. It's a, it's a swerve, bro. It's a swerve. <laughs> We're gonna catch him. I think like, the only they're, people they're that know gonna... what you're talking about are the three of us right now. They'll never know <laughs> that David Arquette will be the new champion. They'll never <laughs> guess it, bro. It'll be a swerve. <sighs> All right. Trista says, "Don't mess this up." What, this is this is what up? she's like. This is, is what it? she stuck around for. She doesn't care about anything else on this <laughs> no. show, right? Is now. it is it me and you first? It is. It is. All right. I've it got is. some heat this week. I got some oh, heat. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's All right. do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> I gave up my seat to a blind person on the bus today. That's how I lost my job as a bus driver. <laughs> no. I thought I was gonna get a bigger laugh than that. It was it was good. I've heard that one. You guys are terrible. All right. Oops. A polar bear walks into a bar and says, I'll have a gin and tonic. The bartender asks, Why the big paws? The polar bear replies, I don't know. I've always had them. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike on this one. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah. We suck. I get it. Sorry. I get it. You get it? All right. I get it. <clears throat> well, then Bus you'll tri- hate this joke. Bus driver. Is it another bear joke? <laughs> <laughs> Is it just the same joke again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> so a vacuum cleaner salesman came to my door 
and he poured a bag of dog poop on my carpet and said, Sir, if this vacuum can't clean it completely, I'll eat whatever's left. I said, I hope you're hungry because I cut off the electricity this morning. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. Hold on. I'm trying to unpack this. Hold on. So, <laughs> he cut off the power. Was he expecting the guy to show up? With the vacuum? No, no I think he just happened to no. have no power. Yeah, I'm so yeah. confused. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> All the punchlines are ruined. So do you guys know what the worst thing about time travel jokes are? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I love it. I, love I it. like our, I like RJ's joke. Thank you. Sorry, Andy. I even brought back the video too. <laughs> Did, is that the so time? time is that time travel? Fair. It's not fair to it's have sliders. It's nineteen ninety sliders. You now, have I had what? a visual effect of the vacuum salesman eating the poop off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so today I was. Uh, I was uh, waving, uh, somebody was waving at me and I wasn't really sure whether they were waving at me or someone behind me. Um, in other news though, I, I did, I was fired for my lifeguard job today. I talked to Andy yesterday, but I, I wanted more than just a nod. I need more than a nod. <laughs> <laughs> I thought opening a door for a lady was good manners, but she just screamed and flew out of the plane. <laughs> uh, clearly, my joke is. Yeah, yeah, Mike takes that one. <laughs> That might be the first one in a while that uh, <laughs> really laugh. I told you I oh, had the heat God. this week. I had the heat. Oh, God. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. <sighs> All right. <sighs> <laughs> I usually like Mike's jokes best, but I will never tire of the face Andy makes at the end of all of his. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, hey. Right after when no one. Still good. Still good. Good stuff. Good stuff. See? I look at... <laughs> yes, of course, my kid likes jokes about poop. <sighs> well, hey, here we are. We're in the top four. Uh, the Heart Foundation versus the New Age Outlaws. Now, I know you guys you guys were yelling at me before about the Heart Foundation, but there were two reiterations of the actual tag team itself. Without the stable, uh, we had uh, Jim and Brett originally, and then mm -hmm. it was Jim and Owen uh, after that, um, mm -hmm. and they were the New Heart Foundation. So, no, I mean, there's different. a lot of stuff going on. They put the word new. It's just yeah. I, it's I'm still counting. They're all they're all family. No. Brett and Jim were 85 to 1991. <laughs> um, I love Jim Neidhart. I thought he was great. Bret Hart, obviously one of the best wrestlers of all time. <laughs> let's and let's not let's not forget 
that Jim used the new foundation again when he teamed with the Blue Meanie. Oh, gosh. What? I didn't know that. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not counting that one. <laughs> uh, 2019 Hall of Famers. Uh, <laughs> tag Team Championship twice, I think. Um, it's hard. Oh, I don't know. I like the New Age Outlaws, too. I'm going to go with um, the Hard Foundation. Yeah. Me, too. Okay. Me okay. three. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the New Age Outlaws. I mean, uh, first off, first thing I remember is dumping uh, Mankind and um, Chainsaw Charlie over the side of the stage in the um, dumpster. Yeah. Uh, stopped Raw. Said, I'm glad you kept you going because I thought you were going to say it. they dumped a bag of poop on someone's <laughs> ground as vacuum. Um, but I remember watching that live and honestly thinking, man, something went wrong here. They stopped raw. Like the lights came up. They were like, there was, it was dead serious. I learned later that Vince McMahon actually took that ride before they did. Um, and so it was obviously a lot nicer than I thought it would be, but, um, but yeah, no, that, that, that was a, that was a heart stopping moment in raw, uh, history. Uh, they then obviously joined uh, DX is probably mm-hmm. uh, one of the best factions of all time. Um, so, they fought. They fought Mick Foley as Mick Foley, dude, love mankind, Cactus Jack. <laughs> they fought the same guy in like three, four reiterations. <laughs> yeah, they they also had the third highest merchandise sales uh, behind The Rock and Stone Cold. So this is how big the New Age Outlaws were when they were at their their height of popularity. Yeah, I, I won't take any of that away from them. The only thing I feel like is, I mean, that tag match that RJ you're talking about is, is great, but I feel like match, like who'd they have to really go against? Like they won the title five times in yeah. a matter of a few years. Like they had Rock and Stock Connection, right? But there was also around the time just a lot of thrown together tag teams. It wasn't really like any formed teams really at that point i mean kind of but they had a huge feud with the legion uh, of doom legion of doom they had a, a huge bit. feud with mick point. foley and chainsaw charlie uh, legion Kane of doom was kind of at the kind. they were at yeah. the end of their run at that point well, yeah but it was attitude error they the didn't have to do a lot that I mean, run but that's yeah. true they were yeah, the hall I, of famer 2019 as part like, of dx i feel like when you throw it against like heart <laughs> foundation where they went against like I mean, teams of the era. That's true. All right. Next up, we got the Steiners versus the Road Warriors. Oof. Oof. Yeah, it's it's still the Road Warriors for me, though. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with them, too. Wasn't there – who was the dude that that managed them later? Paul Ellering, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, way in, in the 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. And he went on to... He was, um, he was before, too. What was the team in NXT that he did? Um, AOP. Authors AOP. Of when he came back, I was like, I remember that, dude. It was a bunch of people. It was it was him. It was Christy Hemi. It was Sonny. Um, and then way back in the day, I yeah. think it was maybe uh, uh, somebody else. I can't remember. But I'm, I'm not even factoring in that. LOD at, in, in my well, I guess we can't because it was in the 2000s, but yeah, well, LOD 2000. They were so much more before that, but we'll talk about them after. Yeah, uh, I would have went with I would have went with the Steiners uh, because they are 
one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Super innovative. Um, if you didn't want to get suplexed, you were going to get suplexed regardless. Uh, mm-hmm. You're talking about two former college um, wrestlers. Actual wrestlers. Michigan. Like actual, yeah. like actual wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Amateur. Yeah. Or not wrestling professional. Right. Not um, Olympic. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were everywhere. They were very sought out and they, they could go wherever they wanted. They wrestled in WCW multiple times. They wrestled in WWF. They won the title two times in basis of two years there. They had a short run in ECW. They went back Sorry, to WCW where they won it set the title seven times. And then they were also tag team champions in New Japan. New Japan. Times. Mm-hmm. And their matches in New Japan. Holy crap. Um, some of the best. Um there's actually, and then WCW, um, one of my favorite tag team matches is them versus another tag team who I feel like should have been on this list. Uh, Terry Gordy, another tag team with Dr. Death, Steve Williams. If you go out of your way and watch that match, I can't remember what show it was on. It was on a pay-per-view. They beat the living hell out of each other. Uh, <laughs> suplexes all over the place. Like You could tell like they were like, yeah, let's just beat the living crap out of each other. And that's what they did. Like, um and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. So, the Steiner screwdriver, nice. one of the most innovative finishing maneuvers. The Frankensteiner. Frankensteiner. Yeah. In- All right, here we are. Finalists: The Heart Foundation versus the Road Warriors. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Road Warriors. Uh, how are you guys feeling about them? Road Warriors. I mean- Actually, did you guys know they changed to the Legion of Doom? Uh, because Vince McMahon uh, did not uh, appreciate the Road Warriors name. He did allow them to keep Road Warrior Hawk and Road Warrior Animal, but they changed it to the Legion of Doom uh, when they joined WWE. Yeah. I mean, they were they're originally um, managed by Paul Ellering. I know you said he was <laughs> later, but they, they had him as a manager early on. Oh, okay. Um, and I believe they were in a stable called the Legion of Doom. So that's kind of where that name mm. came from. Um, face paint, mohawks, mm-hmm. two huge bodybuilding dudes. Like, Yeah, they had the know, spiked uh, football pads, the yeah. red and black pads. Uh, and... Super intense. Like, They were known to just beat you up. That was their thing. Like even early on in their careers, when they didn't, when they were still trying to figure out wrestling, that's all they did. They went in there, and I felt you feel really bad for the people who had to go into the <laughs> ring with them because you were just gonna get your. Butt do you remember hit. when they used to do that move where they put you on the shoulders and they did that to the um, the rappers from Nation of Domination? I mean, from uh, yeah, Nation of Domination. The they would Doom- hit those guys the, and they flip over them. The Doomsday Device. Yeah, yeah ridiculous yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's a yeah, bunch so- of guys still using that today. Yeah, I yeah, not that. as good as not as good as them. No way. No. But anywhere they went, they wore tag team gold. They were in AWA, NWA, All Japan, New Japan, WWF. Back through all of them again. Uh, I mean, most most people when they talk about who's the greatest tag team of all time, they say LOD or the the Road Warriors uh, because of the impact that they had. They were part of that amazing match. One of my favorites, uh, Canadian Stampede in your house, uh, in which it was, I think, five on five, uh, and it was in Canada. 
uh, and all of the faces uh, against uh, Bret Hart's team, but they were in Canada, so they were booing Stone Cold <laughs> and Legion of Doom um, and Goldust, I think it was. But um, I, that was such a good match. They headlined Survivor Series 2 in 1991. Um, but I keep stuff. talking about the, the PWI top 100 tag teams. <clears throat> uh, they were number one rated on there. Oh, there you go. I mean, they were Rookies of the Year in 83, Tag Team of the Year in 84. Hall of Fame for the Wrestling Observer, uh, two-time WWF Tag Team Champions, WWE Hall of Fame in 2011, Feud of the Year in 1987 versus Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff, um, and Tag Team of the Year in 83, 84, 85, and 88. And do you know who Animal's brother is? I was just about to ask, is that John Laurinaitis? Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you say it like uh, It might not be. That, that's it. Oh, that's okay. It. Yeah, I, I saw the last name. I forgot, and I was like, "Oh, that's, that's the other dude too." There's only two Laurinaitises in the world ever, and it's those two. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is Abella now. It was right? an easy guess. His name, whose new name is got? John uh, John Bella. Heart Foundation, right? Yeah, Heart Foundation. Foundation. <laughs> Let's move into that. <laughs> Let's talk about those uh, other dudes. <laughs> uh, Bret Hart, man, probably my one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. No matter how bitter he gets, I still like him. My favorite. Uh, 1985 to 1991, Brett and Jim. Uh, actually, you know, this tag team came along because Brett uh, didn't want to do anything else. He wanted to bring in uh, his uh, his brother-in-law and and wrestle with him. And WWE mm -hmm. said no. And then Brett was like, "Well, I'm out then." And they were like, "Okay, you can do it." <laughs> um, and they were managed by Jimmy Hart, who was not related in any way. Not related. Yeah. No relation. Yeah. No. That, He's a fake heart. Yes. They kind of followed a lot of tag teams where you had complete opposites, where you had Jim Nightheart, who was pure power, mm -hmm. versus Bret Hart, who was technician. Technical, you know, yeah. Greatest technical wrestler in the world, then, probably. Yeah, then you get LOD, on the other hand, and it's just two behemoths, uh, powerhouses. Yeah, who are just, just smash so, face. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you're going, <laughs> you're getting, you're getting your face kicked in. So, um, But yeah, Hard Foundation, super innovative, too. Uh, they're their finishing maneuver, the heart attack. Um, Great move. People still do it. Um, they have a lot of influence on tag teams today as well. And they had some really great matches, like technical matches, good matches against the Bulldogs, against the Rockers later on. Like, um, And then, yeah, that kind of spawned, you know, Brett Singles' career as well. I, they were one of the few. So I, I'm a fan of late 90s wrestling. I did watch early 90s wrestling. But the reason I liked early 90s wrestling is because of the innovative guys like this. I wasn't into the Hulk Hogan's. I wasn't into the bigger guys. So seeing Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, Owen Hart, Shawn Michaels, uh, even The Undertaker, you know, start to come up in the early 90s. Like those, it was the new, what do they call that? The new era uh, of wrestling or the new federation years, I think. Um, that's where I, I liked the early 90s. So. So where are we, guys? Heart Foundation or the Road Warriors for our finals? I don't care. Both my jokes lost. <laughs> uh, um, I, I I do have an answer. I'm I'm gonna go with um, the Heart Foundation. This this is a toss up for me because the Road Warriors really were, you know, they were they were bigger than the business. Like they brought in, you know, licensed music as their theme song. They you know, they were larger than life characters, but on the other side, you know, you do have Bret Hart. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, 
it's really hard for me to choose here. I'll, I'll make it more difficult because I'm going with LOD. Mm. Oh, so, so I'm listening. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, it's a lot of talk about Bret Hart from you guys, but uh, so that's, that's one guy where LOD was a, yeah, I'm not, I'm not no, I, I, Jim Neidhart is the man. I like they complement each other very well. Yes. Like, and Jim, Jim was a character, like for sure. The whole like grabbing the beard thing, and mm-hmm. you know, he he was no slouch in the ring either. He'd beat the crap out of you as well. So, but um, so where are you, LOD, Mike? LOD is like people know who the hell they are, even if they don't watch wrestling. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I was just about to say. Anyone who doesn't watch wrestling knows who Legion of Doom, Road Warriors, whatever you want to call them. Um, so I think that answers our question. I think the winners are the road warriors, but Mike Bret Hart was in wow. the Simpsons. He was on the Simpsons. <laughs> He's also going to be in Massachusetts in June. We should go. What? Yes. Webster. Webster. Yeah. Webster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, here well, we go. Road warriors. Keiko, Cause it's one of his kids birthdays. <sighs> yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll bring the kid. Like you said, FTR. F- FTR. Come on now. The Road Warriors are the tag team champions of the episode. If you don't know who we're talking about, go and check them out on YouTube <laughs> or on the Peacock. Your face in your face. Or your hey, face. that's it, guys. I'm I'm excited. Uh, this was a good good comeback uh, after a couple weeks off. A couple people that didn't make it for me onto the um, uh, the list: uh, Hollywood Blondes. Uh, Kane and X-Pac, the Godwins, uh, Owen and the Bulldog, the Smoking Guns, the Headbangers, and Too Cool. Get out of here. We're talking about the greatest tag teams of all time, and some of those are barely Some of those are fun, comedic. Too Cool is too cool. I'm not saying they weren't good in the ring or they weren't comedic or they brought some sort of something good but you're talking about the greatest tag teams of all time can you imagine the greatest tag team versus the heart foundation it wasn't the heart foundation on road rules it was the headbangers they were on mtv's road rules what about the natural disasters natural disasters that was a good team (laughs) what about the bushwhackers again another one what about professor tanaka (laughs) and mr fuji yeah i mean we we did we definitely left off some old school ones like the wild samoans um, I, I said Gordy and um, Dr. Death, the Miracle Violence Connection, mm-hmm. uh, RVD and Sabu, the Eliminators. Um, hell, if you want to go WWF, you can say Money Inc., Ted DiBiase, and, er- and yep. IRS, uh, Nikolai Volkov, and Iron Sheik, the Brainbusters, the Midnight Express, again, another very influential tag team of the 80s. Well, well before their time. So many good ones. All right. Well, hey, there we are. Uh, thank you Push guys back. for joining us uh, for another episode of You Dab Me a Hello. <laughs> we are back next week, uh, and then I think we're off the week after that. Um, but we are back next week with an all-new, brand-new episode. And if you are not a fan of wrestling, uh, we do have a non-wrestling episode coming up next week, so feel free to check that out. Uh, we also have a surprise for you tonight. Uh, Andy and I are going to debut uh, on this episode um, our newest song. Uh, which is called Higher. Uh, it is available right now on Spotify, anywhere else you can get your music, and on YouTube. 
but we are going to show you our newest song, Higher. So feel free to stay and uh, comment below uh, during the song if you're liking it or hating it. Uh, if you hate it, we won't show that comment, but uh, we appreciate it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but other than that, thanks for coming along. You didn't ask for it, but we're here anyway. Hello. You dab me. You dab me. You dab me. Hello. You dab me. Hello.